Welcome to the Project Invent podcast. Your host, NEA Art of Teaching Award recipient, Dr. Rhonda Beeman, will explore how Project Invent is on a mission to create the next generation of fearless problem solvers through invention. Please enjoy. I know that we've got a gift. We've got some parts we could lift up. This is the start of your bridge. Walk through it all with the cards you would dealt in the heart of your chest and then foster your grit. We started to sift through the pieces of youth. Keep our feet on the ground, but still reach through the roof. We're staying steady and keeping our truth. I believe in the dreams that'll sweep in the view. I know our roads may take us in a thousand different directions, but don't forget to watch the scenery. Welcome to Project Invent with Dr. B. Well, I am here today with Jill Hyatt. Hey, Jill. Hi. Um, what do you teach at Meadville Area Senior High School? I'm a gifted support teacher in Meadville um, for 7th through 12th grade, actually. And so I do a number of different things. I support teachers in the regular classroom. I put together enrichment programs, and I teach an innovations class, which is where I use the Project Invent curriculum. I love that, the innovation class. So how do you recruit you know, students to join the innovation class? Um, it's really been through word of mouth. Um, I have a few English teachers that have publicized it in their classrooms. The first year I started the class, I mass emailed the whole student body. Uh, it's the third year. I'm going in, yeah, I'm going into the third year of having the class. And so now it's becoming more word of mouth and I'm super, my numbers went from, I think, seven the first year, 10 the second year, and then this year I have 30 enrolled. Hey, that is really great. So that's a testimony not only to the program and the innovation and the chance to work on something that matters, but also to your leadership and the fact that you're getting kids excited about it. What do you think the number one um, thing that you do for that kind of success? What was the thing that draws people to Project Invent? Um, I think the students liked best working with our community partners. And I think we got some more publicity because I did a design review mid-year. So it was in the paper and it was on our school websites. And so more of the oh, fabulous heard about yeah. it that way. And we brought in a number of guest judges. Can you tell us like some of the projects you guys have, you know, done and things that you're particularly proud of? Absolutely. Uh, I, I brought in two community partners this past year. And so one of them was um, a woman with multiple sclerosis, and she was a former teacher in our school district. So that was a wonderful connection because right. one of the girls in the class had actually had her as a second grade teacher. Wow. Yeah, and she had also been a soccer coach, so another student knew her um, through that. And so we partnered with her, and the students designed a device that they called Medical Styles to help her measure her energy usage, both her muscle usage and her temperature throughout the day, um, to give her some alerts for when she was wearing herself out because through all the interviewing and talking, that's what they discovered. But what was great was her interaction with the students. That was really- How so? What did um, you see happening? Uh, I could see them really listening. I feel like teenagers <laughs> that I work with are, you know, their attention is in eight different places and they're not always really listening, but I could see that they were really listening and had real concern and wanted to know more about her and her life. Um, you know, the bell would ring and they would say, oh, please, can we stay? We're not done talking to her yet. And I would write them late for their next class. Um, <laughs> 
they wanted to chat with her and they felt like they really got to know her. She got a new dog and so she brought it in and we met her outside so that they could play with her, her dog. Um, well, and plus they're doing something that really matters. I mean, they're, they're actually talking to the person and the person that represents other people that they can help with something that will make their lives better. Absolutely. And the, last year was the first year our partner wasn't teaching. And so I know for her to get to come into a classroom, oh. do something with students was just so meaningful. So it was a win-win. Yeah, sounds like it. And what happens to you when you're watching something like that happen? Oh, my heart just fills. You know, to, to know we were doing something that was meaningful and potential, potentially could be helpful for Elise. Um, but also many other people with multiple sclerosis, but to see the kids be able to empathize and engage in that way. Well, that's why people become teachers, isn't it? I mean, you know, and, and you're teaching biology or math or English or whatever, and sometimes you don't see that flame and that excitement and all that. And so you put them in something like Project Invent and give them a chance to help someone and create something that would change their lives for the better that's pretty clear you get to see the flame absolutely um and that's one of the things that i love so much about project invent i had been doing some human centered design projects with kids for a couple years but i just didn't have the right structure and framework to, to bring projects to completion where the students were really feeling successful and feeling like they made a difference and this model of having one community partner and then also using the Arduino, which is something they can learn really quickly. And you can have those aha moments within a week or two of learning something wow. new, yeah. which just, yeah, I love the moment with the Arduinos too, when it's like, this is so new, I don't understand it all. And all of a sudden, wow, we made a light light up. Wow, we made the muscle sensor work. And, and we really celebrated that. I mean, I would make everyone stop and clap and we're engineers now. And one day I brought in, you know, like a sparkling apple cider pre-COVID, we could just all share drinks, <laughs> and we had a big celebration party because Oh, that's so great. Something they had made work. I wanted to um, talk- I mean, Jill, you're talking about something that these young people working with you and Elise, they're going to remember this their whole entire lives. And I love the idea. I have never heard a cheer before by that cheer saying, yay, we're engineers. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. That's so cool and, and yeah. so empowering. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And it was great for me um, as a female teacher to ha to work with other females and, and and give them the confidence that they can have the tech skills as, as well as all the other skills. That they yeah, have. because, I mean, that's one of the big pushes in our country, right, to get more young women interested in STEM and feeling like they belong in that world. And, I mean... Here you are doing that right there at Meadville Area Senior High. Yeah, in our little corner <laughs> of the world. The other project so, I really wanted to tell you about was, yeah, um, yeah we worked with a um, man in our community who was an alumni of our school, which was great, and also works for our local hospital and recovery services and is um, a recovering addict himself. And um, he worked with some of my freshmen, one of whom's parents had uh, died of an overdose a few years prior. Mm -hmm. And so they really connected around trying to um, 
come up with some devices that could help prevent future overdoses. Wow. And so that was heavy and wonderful. How do you not like have to carry Kleenex every time you walk into a project event? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, wow. So what happened? What did they come up with? So they came up with a device. Um, it was really interesting. It was a device someone would use if they were choosing to use drugs. Hmm. Which is a little counterintuitive, <laughs> uh, but talking to our community partner and also my student's experience with both of her parents, her other um, parent was incarcerated at the time that we were doing the projects for drug use. So she interviewed him as well. Um, and wanting to kind of uh, take the shame and the stigma away from uh, that illness and just talk about the reality. And so um, they said, you know, our hope is that people won't be using, but if they choose to use, we want to put a safety net in place. And so it was a device they would click if they chose to use, and then they would click again a few minutes later, um, basically signify that they were okay. Wow. And then if they didn't click it, it would uh, it would give them a few minutes and, and send another warning signal, but then it would call for emergency help as well as somebody in their contact list that could come check. You know, and and some kids are just worried about making the football team, and here you guys are. That's so cool. Um, would you address what you feel about innovation and invention, and you know how that adds to a, a young person's um, high school experience, life experience. I know that you're a big proponent of both. And have you always been? And, and you know, how can other teachers, in, you know, maybe they want to join Project Invent, but haven't yet. How can they add invention and innovation into a classroom? Um, I think that invention and innovation and the skills that come with it are important for all students in the world today um, because of the empathy that it builds when you're using human-centered design to design for specific people and um, because I believe creative thinking skills can be taught and are needed and that you, um, the important thing is creating a safe space where children are allowed to make mistakes and take risks. And you can do that in any subject matter and at any age level. And so, why do you think so few people do that? You know, because it's always, I know that students feel when they walk into a classroom, they've got to have the right answer. Right. And I've always thought that, you know, school is a mistake making place, life is a mistake making place, right? That's how so, we learn. Absolutely. Yeah, that's how we learn. So, what happens, do you think? Is it the system? Do people forget? You know, how can you, you know, if, if, if a teacher's listening to us today, you know, what could they begin to do in their own classroom to have mistakes be what this is about and, and, you and know, creative thinking? I do think some of it is the system. You know, we have standardized tests and by the time kids get to high school, grades are so important to them. Um, so some of it is the system. I think, unfortunately, some teachers haven't had a lot of creative or inventing experiences in their own background. And so I think I would start with taking on, as a teacher, taking on some creative endeavors where you have to take a little risk for yourself, right. you know, whether it's 
actually trying to invent something around your house to meet a need that you do with your own children or your friends or maybe picking up a, a new uh, artistic hobby um, where you have to take a little risk and try something new and have that feeling for yourself so that awesome. that's comfortable trying it in little ways yeah because isn't it true once you get to be an adult it's like i i throw myself into learning something new every year just to remind myself what it's like to be a learner yeah you know empathy it's for terrifying our <laughs> yeah yes. it's terrifying and it's vulnerable like you said and you know there it's just easier not to do that to you know just put a wall between you and this is what I know and this is what I'm sticking with and and then we ask young people not to be that way so we have to be role models don't you think I think so. And then sharing that with our students and letting them know, you know, us as people and what we're trying. Um, and then finding ways to build that into our classroom that there's low risk, whether that means not grading it, because that might be a, a real risk for some students, or whether it's finding ways to take away that social fear that kids have of peers judging them. And well, and is that how Project Invent now, can that inform the rest of your teaching and the rest of the things that you're doing? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I take so many lessons from Project Invent into my other classes, where it, whether it's the creative uh, problem solving and brainstorming aspect of it, whether it's the kind of interviewing that we have to do. Um, a, a big part was getting the kids comfortable speaking in front, um, in front of their peers, in front of the judges. One of the other thing about Project Invent is that it's a, it matters to the kids because it was a real world experience. When I brought in the guest judges, all of a sudden it upped the level of, of how much they cared about doing a good job. And then when we had demo day and we had to, even though it was virtual this year, when they had to present in front of other students and to these judges, then it really mattered. And so remembering to take that into other classes that I work in or learning settings or teacher that I work with. Well, speaking of the virtual thing, how, how's that transition going? Is there any advice you would give to new teams or new schools this year that you're going to have to do it virtually before they ever got to do it live time? Right. Um, don't forget about building community um, and, and finding ways to do that. There's so, you know, and, and many teachers that are already exploring this know, but there's so many great apps where kids can share video clips and audio clips, but taking a minute before you jump into all the content to build community and get to know the kids and help the kids get to know each other. Because we all know in person, I think that that's such an important part of our classrooms. And when we make the shift, we're so worried about that virtual platform and, and making the technology work and how are the kids going to submit assignments. But I think my biggest thing is making sure to maintain that connection. And what's one way that you're going to do that for this year's Project Invent? How will you create community given the, given the con current constraints? <laughs> um, I'm definitely going to use, well, we're starting in person in our school district. Oh, wow. Good for you. Yeah, well, we'll see. We have about a month, but that is still the plan. Um, yeah. <laughs> so my plan is to use that classroom time. You know, because we don't know, it could be just two or three days and, and to use um, some icebreakers and some quick uh, creative uh, problem solving activities immediately, like day one and two, as I'm teaching them our online learning platform, which is also what we need to do day one and day two. Um, but using, I think using small creative thinking challenges, whether we do it in a live in-person session when we're using Zoom or whether it's something um, they have to do in 
small groups, you know, via a video and sending each other things, but creative thinking challenges, really small ones are a great way because they instantly have to start working together and then they get to know each other and feel comfortable. Great. Well, and it's so good, not just for the students, but for the teacher, because when you're, you know, challenging yourself to do something creative and new and inventive, you actually grow more dendrites in your brain. And that's how you stay young. That's how you stay, you know, um, fertile of ideas and things like that. It's, it's, it's just like anything, the more you use it, the, you know, more it's there. So you're actually helping your own brain by teaching Project Invent students how to, you know, solve some of the social good issues that you guys are facing. So, and I, I'm so proud of you for growing that thing to 30 students this year. Yeah, thank you. I'm, I'm pretty excited as well. I was excited. Pretty fantastic. This <laughs> well, I want to leave on this thought, Jill. Um, Parker Palmer is a, you're familiar with Parker Palmer, yes. is a um, Quaker uh, person who has written a lot on teaching and education and a person's calling and everything. And he said, to teach is to create a space. And what kind of space um, do you want to create? And what, what thought would you want to leave other teachers with? Um, in, I had a classroom a few years back that was very small and the only window faced the hallway. And the kids didn't like kids looking at them. And we talked about all these things to do with the window. And in joking about it and making fun of it, the students were ended up calling it a learning womb <laughs> teenagers. So they were sort of mocking that idea. Um, but at the same time, it was sort of this thing that stuck as long as we were in that room, um, that it was this little safe space where we could be ourselves and learn and grow and take risks. And, um, and, and that image has stuck with me. That's so great. And it makes it worth going to school every day for you and those lucky students that are on your Project Invent team at Meadville area, senior high school. Jill, thank you so much for spending time with us and inspiring. We hope any other faculty members that are thinking about doing Project Invent or currently in Project Invent, if you want to um, offer yourself as a consultant to them, can they call you? Oh, absolutely. Great, great. We'll put that information on our um, page when we load this uh, podcast up and people can call and say, how did you do this? Yeah, kids this, are driving me crazy. <laughs> this program is life-changing and so worth it. So definitely put my email in with your information. Anyone is welcome to contact me. I would love to help people on this journey. Thank you so much, Jill. Thank you. Well, Thank good you. luck and good luck on your demo day this year. <laughs> Thank you. Are you considering homeschooling this year or concerned about addressing all your child's literacy skills or academic performance? Now more than ever, Linda Moodbell programs for reading, comprehension, and math can help students catch up or get ahead in learning. In a matter of weeks, your child can feel more confident and prepared for school. Our evidence-based intervention is individualized, one-to-one -one and proven effective for all types of students with challenges that affect learning, including dyslexia. Spots are filling fast, so enroll now. Learn more at lindamoodbell.com slash projectinvent. Thank you for listening. 
You can find more information about Project Invent on the website at projectinvent.org. Tune in next week for more ideas, inspiration, and information about invention here on Project Invent with Dr. B.